Welcome to the Profit Podcast, everything NFL and fantasy football related all year long, with your host, Calvin Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Profit Podcast. How are things going? It's week four. We had Thursday night football. Week four is here. We're going to be going over starts and sits. So uh, this season is flying by. I'm glad they added that extra week. But uh, we're going to be doing starts and sits. Uh, talk a little bit about Thursday night. We had the debacle. Chua Tungavaloa. Brutal, brutal injury. That was scary if you watched it. If you didn't see it, then I, I don't advise going back and watching it. Absolute brutal injury for Tua. Teddy Bridgewater came in, didn't win. Cincinnati won easily. The biggest fantasy takeaway from this is that, well, first off, Joe Mixon is, is doing well. You shouldn't panic about that. But Jamar Chasty Higgins, this wide receiver room gets even more complicated. With Jamar Chase only scoring 12 points. That's three straight, what I would consider bust performances for Jamar Chase. Chase hit the over on his sleeper projection, which was 73 and a half yards. He hit 81 yards, but only four receptions, no touchdowns, turn into 12 fantasy points. A disappointing week for the straight, third straight, a, a third straight disappointing week for Jamar Chase. Has fantasy owners wondering, what, what do we do with him? What do we do with him? And there's, there's not much you can do. You start him and you wait patiently. Last season, he had many, many games where he busted. He, he did. Week two, 13 points. Week four, 13 points. Week six, 13 points. Week eight, 13 points. Week nine, seven points. Week 11, 13 points. Week 12, six points. 10 points, one point, four points. It's just that mixed in there, he had, you know, 22 points, 27 points, 55 points, 30 points. Those games will come. They'll come. Don't panic with Jamar Chase. He will be inconsistent. The only consistent thing about Jamar Chase is his inconsistency. But he's still a big play guy, still very talented. T. Higgins, a much safer option week to week at this point. But uh, Jamar Chase, I'm not too panicked on Jamar Chase yet. I think that he's going to have those games where he wins you the week, and then he has some games where you're going to be scratching your head going, what, 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 what happened? So I'm not trading away Jamar Chase, certainly not even considering benching him or anything like that. Just hold on. Take the good and bad with Jamar Chase. Wide receiver-wise, for Miami, we had Tyreek Hill, 25 points. Again, 160 yards on 10 receptions. Massive game. Uh, He seemed to have a bit more of a connection with Teddy Bridgewater than Jalen Waddle did. Jalen Waddle only had 39 yards lowest of the season. So if you took the under on prize picks, you uh, you hit on that with Jalen Waddles under. But uh, Tyreek Hill went crazy. So I'm not reading much into it. This was a bad game. They get the Jets next week. So I'm not concerned about Jalen Waddle or anything. Tua left very early with a very scary injury. So that's, that's, that's what I chalk this up to. So now let's move into the very first starts and sits of the week with New Orleans, Minnesota. This game has the potential to be gross. This is a 9-30 game, so don't forget this game. Minnesota, New Orleans, 9-30 in the morning. If you're playing on Sleeper, go set your rosters. Don't forget to. I've had it happen before. Set an alarm. 
9.30 game, New Orleans, Minnesota. Andy Dalton has been cleared to start. This just came in. Rostered in 3% leagues on sleepers, started in 1% leagues. Those numbers should be lower, if we're being honest. <laughs> I don't know why he's rostered in 3% leagues. Uh, I have no interest in streaming Andy Dalton. Uh, I don't care if you lost your quarterback. I'm not interested in Andy Dalton. Kirk Cousins on the other side of the ball. On the sleeper, started in 40% of leagues. So, I think he's a decent start. I really do. He has had two pretty solid weeks and one terrible week. I would expect another pretty solid week with Kirk Cousins. Don't expect league winning. Don't expect anything very good. But if you need 18 points, Kirk Cousins is probably your guy. Tougher matchup, but a New Orleans, they're, they're a little bit in shambles. They're a little bit in shambles. Dalvin Cook, this is the interesting one. On Sleeper, he's only started in 84% of leagues. People are obviously concerned about the dislocated shoulder. What if I told you the last time Dalvin Cook dislocated his shoulder, the next game he rushed for over 200 yards? It's true. This is not a new injury. Dalvin Cook, he's he's dealt with the shoulder dislocation since high school. He knows how to deal with it. They've got they've got a a special contraption apparently that they put on him to make him good to go. He's been off of the injury report now. He's cleared to play. No concerns about Dalvin Cook. He needs to be started everywhere he's rostered. Uh, 84%, that's not high enough. you got to get that up. Dalvin Cook, no concerns there. Alvin Kamara on the other side of the ball. Another running back drafted early. Rostered in 99% of leagues, but only started in 87% of leagues on sleeper. He's listed as questionable. Andy Dalton's in. This is scary if you're a, an Alvin Kamara owner. I get it. But if he's playing, you have to start him. And honestly, with Andy Dalton, I think that a backup quarterback might favor him a bit more, might might give him you know a lot of checkdowns. He had seven targets last game, only converted into 12 yards. He's not found the end zone yet. So Alvin Kamara, if you've got an incredible option, start him. But most likely, given where he was drafted, if Kamara's playing, you have to play him. But I'm not expecting a great game from Kamara. I'm really not. The wide receivers are interesting. Justin Jefferson has has struggled this season. I'll, I'll say it. Wide receiver 11 in PPR leagues. That's not what he was drafted to be. Uh, two bad back-to-back weeks. And now he has a tough matchup with Marshawn Lattimore. Ugh. Ugh. We're hoping for a get-right game, and now Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, last week, Darius, or not Darius Slay, uh, two weeks ago, Darius Slay, 10 points. That week, three, four points. And now, I I don't think that you can bank on the bounce back. Obviously, Justin Jefferson, extraordinarily talented. Extraordinarily talented. And he only needs one play to have a great fantasy week. But my concern would be game script. New Orleans probably won't be putting up many points, I think that Minnesota might just kind of lean on Dalvin Cook a little bit. And if Justin Jefferson isn't wide open, they don't really have a need in this game against a backup quarterback, New Orleans, to push the ball downfield. Thielen is is very much startable, but you're going to be banking for that touchdown. Uh, he does have a much easier matchup with Lattimore focused on Jefferson. So I think he's a flexible option. Sleeper, he's starting 64% of the leagues. I feel like that's about right. I feel like that is about right. Chris Alave, this is the the tough one 
for Chris Olave. I, I love his started percent, 55% on sleepers started. That is... <laughs> that shows how people feel with this quarterback situation. He had 140 yards, leads the league in air yards, 13 targets back-to-back weeks. Michael Thomas hasn't practiced in two days. Should be all systems go for Chris Olave. But now it's Andy Dalton as quarterback. Are we starting Chris Olave? I'll tell you what I'm doing with him. I'm flexing him. He was kind of in wide receiver two territory for me with Jameis. With Andy Dalton, I don't have enough confidence to, to put him as wide receiver two, but if you are struggling a little bit at flex, Chris Olave, I think, can volume his way to a good game. He's a great deep threat. And Dalton, obviously not a great quarterback, obviously a backup. But as backup quarterbacks go, Andy Dalton is a pretty good one. I think he can get Chris Olave the ball. But really, if Chris Olave excels in this game, I think he he's the clear one. So this game is not great. I'm just looking at it. This game's a little gross. Cleveland, Atlanta. Cordero Patterson now listed as questionable. Mmm. Goodness, held out Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, the injury bugs for running backs. They say it's not serious, but this is frustrating. He's been one of the only good running backs this season, two over 20-point games, but also that bus game. Now questionable. A lot of questions for, for fantasy managers. I mean, he's the running back seven in PPR leagues, running back four in standard leagues. Yet he's only started in 81% of leagues on sleeper right now because there's so many questions with the injury. And then that sandwich of, of great game, nothing great game. People are concerned. I'm going to tell you what. If Cordero Patterson is playing in real life, he should be playing in your fantasy lineup. No doubt about it. But Tyler Algier is someone that you need to pick up. He is definitely a handcuff, but this team is, is running the ball a lot. And Tyler Algier on sleeper rostered in 31% of leagues. That means in the majority of leagues, he's available out on the waivers. Go pick up Tyler Algier in case something happens to Cordero Patterson. Go pick up Tyler Algier. Don't start him. Don't start him. Don't hear what I'm not saying, but pick him up. Needs to be rostered. Jacoby Brissett and Marcus Mariota. Are we starting either? No, we're not. Nick Chubb. And Kareem Hunt. Nick Chubb is currently the RB1 in standard leagues, RB2 in PPR leagues. He's shown us the ceiling at 32 points. He's shown us the floor, kind of. Well, I mean, his floor was 15 points when he ran for 141 yards. Nick Chubb is a must-start, a good matchup against Atlanta. I love Nick Chubb in this game. Kareem Hunt is also a solid flex option, in my opinion. Started in 58% leagues on sleeper. That's where I'm getting my data. Uh, I think he should be starting a few more as a flex. I think if you've got Hunt, you flex him. His floor is like 10 points or about 9 points, you know. But he's he's had double-digit carries in every game. If he finds the end zone, he's a, he's a great option. The wide receivers, this is, is Amari Cooper season, I guess. The week one bust and then two back-to-back great games. I feel like if he does it again, this is just what Amari Cooper is this season potentially. So I'm starting Amari Cooper with with pretty high confidence. 
and hoping for him to continue the hot streak. He's seeing a lot of targets on this offense. 10 targets, 11 targets, 100 yards in two straight weeks, and the end zone. Not quite expecting 25 points. That's, I think, kind of the ceiling for Cooper in this offense, but I think he's a very good wide receiver option this week. Drake London has been very good as well. 12 points, 24 points, 14 points. Obviously, this isn't uh, someone who's a must-start, but he's very flexible, in my opinion. Very flexible. And then Kyle Pitts had his first good game of the season, 13 points last week. Didn't find the end zone, but had 87 yards on five receptions. Uh, I think Kyle Pitts continues to heat up against Cleveland. I actually think that this could be a weird little battle of the tight ends. Uh, Najoku is playing. He's questionable, but he's playing. Rostered in 63% leagues on sleeper and only started in 29% leagues. That number needs to be higher. David Njoku is one of my starts of the week at the tight end position against Atlanta. I think he scores a touchdown, and I think that this is going to be a David Njoku-Kyle Pitts battle. So I really like both tight ends in this matchup. Buffalo-Baltimore. It should be a crime that this game is 1 o'clock. This should be the Sunday night game. Should be the Sunday night game. We need full attention on this game. Josh Allen versus Lamar Jackson. Oh, this is going to be fun. Obviously, both these guys are must-starts. It's the number two quarterback overall versus the number one, two, number one quarterback overall. Obviously, both must-starts. Lamar Jackson is going to go nuclear. Bill's defense is very banged up. This should be a high-scoring shootout. But the most kind of what-do-we-do-here positions is the running back position. J.K. Dobbins finally back. Obviously, we know he's talented, but only six or seven attempts last week. Mike Davis, or not Mike Davis, um, Justice Hill had six attempts and took it for 60 yards, has gotten a lot of praise by Harbaugh, which means that Dobbins, I'm not confident enough to start. Dobbins, seven carries, 23 yards. Justice Hill, six for 60. With that praise, I think this is going to be, once again, a very split backfield. Dobbins most likely won't be very explosive this season given the ACL tear last year. So I'm not starting any running backs. I think there will be points, but predicting who will score the points, who falls in the end zone, it's not going to be, it's not, your odds are not good. Devin Singletary coming off a massive game. Does he do it again? I think Devin Singletary is a good flex option. Uh, I've always said Devin Singletary is a good running back. Whenever I've watched him, I've been impressed. Uh, obviously, I don't think he's going to score 24 points, but as a flex option, I think that you should be starting Singletary in what should be a very high-scoring game. Stephon Diggs, obviously a must-start. He should, I mean, 44 points two weeks. You're not benching him. A down game last week with 14 points, but like I said, this game is going to be high-scoring. Both defenses struggling a little bit now with Buffalo being banged up. It should be a shootout. And that actually leads to Rashad Bateman being one of my starts of the week. Rashad Bateman, you hear that all? Rashad Bateman, one of my starts of the week. Oh, a quiet outing in week three against New England. But before that, he had scored in both games over 100 yards in week two. I think that this game is going to be high scoring. I think that Lamar is going to throw and run a lot, a lot of yards put up on Baltimore side of the ball. Buffalo's defense is banged up. I think Rashad Bateman, he's only started in 57% of leagues on sleeper. I think Rashad Bateman is going to have a massive week four. Devin Duvernay, also a good start 
only started in 13% of leagues on Sleeper. I think that number needs to be higher. I really do. He's shown us some some good production, really, in three straight weeks as, as a flex option. And like I said, I'm expecting a very high-scoring game here. I, I like Devin DuVernay as a flex. Gabe Davis, questionable. He said <laughs> a, a weird quote. Gabe Davis says, I'm 100% optimistic I'll play, which not quite sure what that means or translates to. But 20 minutes ago, the update is I'm playing Sunday. Obviously, Gabe Davis has a high, high ceiling and a low, low floor. But I think that if he's playing in this sort of high-scoring shootout game that I expect, I think I will play Gabe Davis in my fantasy leagues. On Sleeper, he's starting 64% of the leagues, which is pretty low because people are concerned, but he's the clear wide receiver, too, in Buffalo. I like Gabe Davis. And then Mark Andrews, obvious must-start. Uh, we don't even need to talk about it. Moving on to Washington-Dallas. Ugh. Ugh. Carson Wentz. <laughs> Carson Wentz put up 27 points week one, 26 points week two. People said, okay, I'm ready to start him. He's going to be a good fantasy option. Follows it up with nothing. Six points. No touchdowns and a fumble. I'm going to say it here. I think Carson Wentz will have a good fantasy performance, but I am not advising anyone start him. I can't deal with that being on my conscience. I, I can't do it. But I do think he'll have a good game. Cooper Rush on the other side of the ball. Yeah, we're not starting him either. This game is going to be a little, a little gross. The running back position is interesting, though. Ezekiel Elliott returned to vintage form with 73 yards and a touchdown, 14 points. He's been bad enough recently that, that 14 points felt like a great game from Zeke. Tony Pollard has clearly been the better running back. However, they're still giving Zeke the ball, which makes this kind of kind of tough to navigate. I mean, Tony Pollard, 105 yards on 13 attempts, much more explosive. Washington's defense currently ranks 17th against the running back. So it's not a, a great matchup but I do think that Dallas will lean on these two running backs, and I think both of them are startable options. I don't think the ceiling is very high in this game, but I think Zeke and Pollard are both startable options. And then CeeDee Lamb, a big game last week. 87 yards, one touchdown. It could have been a lot bigger. Could have been a lot bigger. But uh, CeeDee Lamb, slow start to the season. Cooper Rush's quarterback, but I, I have full confidence playing C.D. Lamb. I think he'll have another good game. Washington side on running back position, I am not really up to starting Antonio David, Gibson unless I have to. On sleeper, he started in 72% of leagues. I don't know. He's touchdown dependent. The receptions that were there week one are now going to J.D. McKissick. J.D. McKissick saw nine targets last week, seven the week before. 
this is a split backfield, and I don't really want much of any of it right now. Curtis Samuel with three straight good weeks, which is saying something because last week was ugly for this offense. He still had a good game. 10 targets, 48 yards, 7 receptions, PPR'd himself to a good game. Curtis Samuel currently started in 57% of leagues on sleeper. That number needs to be higher. He has earned a spot as a wide receiver, too, on your team, I think. Terry McLaurin, a good game last week, despite all the struggles of this offense over 100 yards, meaning he had about half of the air yards in this game, which is kind of crazy. Uh, I do think Terry McLaurin is a must-start for your team as well, as a wide receiver, too. Seattle, Detroit. 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 Rashad Penny, uh, a slow start fantasy-wise, he gets the Lions. I'm not even going to talk about quarterbacks <laughs> in this game. The Detroit Lions have struggled a lot against the running back, and I think this is the make-or-break game for Rashad Penny. There was a lot of hype on TikTok, people saying Rashad Penny is the best running back in the NFL. A lot of people said that, believe it or not. Rostered in 81% leagues on sleeper. If he busts again, Penny's droppable. This is the perfect matchup. He's their RB1. If he cannot produce a good fantasy game against Detroit, you drop him, especially with the emergence of Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker, I'm not starting yet, but on sleeper, he's rostered in 67% leagues, so there's a decent chance he's out there available in your league. Go pick him up. Because Penny, not the most durable guy. Uh, Go pick up Kenneth Walker. But yeah, so I do think Rashad Penny will have a good week against Detroit. I think that he'll have a big week. But if he doesn't cut ties, it didn't happen. Okay, That's, that's how I feel about Rashad Penny. DeAndre Swift, doubtful. So he probably won't play. And the concern is now, if he doesn't play against week four, they've got New England and then a bye. With that bye week right there, I probably don't think we'll see DeAndre Swift on the field until week seven against Dallas. So this is a good time to trade for DeAndre Swift because, I mean, he's been absolutely remarkable running the football. He's now banged up. Coming back with three weeks off, he should be very fresh. He's got some very nice matchups down the stretch. Uh, Finishes the season against Jets, Carolina, Chicago in the fantasy playoffs. So this is a good time to be trading for DeAndre Swift because it's not really by low. It's like, hey, I'm desperate. I don't have a running back uh, I'm willing to to trade. I, I can't lose three weeks. But if you, you're in position where your team is very you know, loaded, go trade for Swift. Wide receiver-wise, you got DK Metcalf, who had the big game week three. People are wondering, is it going to happen? My, my, uh, my thoughts with DK Metcalf are you should have sold him high after that game. You should have traded him for what you could get. And now you're crossing your fingers DeAndre Swift will have an or now you're crossing your fingers that DK Metcalf will have another good game. And if he does, sell him high. <laughs> I don't want DK Metcalf on my team in this offense. I don't trust the offense whatsoever. Now, against Detroit, it could it could work. He could have a good game. But if he does sell him high, same with Tyler Lockett. Same with Tyler Lockett. I don't want pass catchers with Geno Smith is quarterback. I'm sorry. No offense, but I don't. Okay. Amon Ross St. Brown is not playing. So 
I'm not interested in any of the Detroit pass catchers, really, except for TJ Hawkinson, who should be a good fantasy tight end option. And then Jamal Williams started in 60% leagues on sleeper. That needs to be about 99. He's a very good running back. Seattle has uh, 10th most fantasy points to running backs this far, and he is going to be the the guy on this offense. And it shouldn't be a high-scoring shootout, so they, they won't get game scripted out. So I like Jamal Williams a lot this week. He's one of my starts of the week. Houston versus the Chargers. Justin Herbert, can he bounce back from a bad game? I, I am sure he will. He's been practicing in full. Houston is a nice matchup to bounce back on. Austin Eckler. Where's my where's my panic button? There we go. Austin Eckler. A slow start to the season. Four carries last game. Eight targets, but only 13 points. This is the game for Austin Eckler to get set right, okay? This is the game. This guy Houston, his quarterback's back and healthy. If he doesn't do it now, when's he going to do it, okay? Austin Eckler, I believe in you. I think you will produce. But if he doesn't, you have to start seriously considering him as a as a running back to flex, no longer this RB1. He hasn't shown us this, this season. So I expect him, like I said, to have a good week. But if he doesn't, I am scared. Damian Pierce, okay, started in 44% of leagues on Sleeper. Only rostered in 86% of leagues. What are we doing? He's the RB1 against the Chargers, who just allowed a massive game from James Robinson and a very good game from Travis Etienne. Damian Pierce, I'm starting as an RB2. I'm starting. I love Damian Pierce this week. Start him. He's a great player. Damian Pierce should be started. 4.6 yards of carry, 4 yards of carry, 15 carries, 20 carries. Rex Burkhead is no longer involved in this offense, really. I mean, three carries last week, zero the week before. He's getting a few receptions, but Damian Pierce is the RB1, and I think against the Chargers, he'll put together another very solid week. So Damian Pierce, one of my starts of the week. Brandon Cooks struggled for the two straight weeks. Uh, I don't have much confidence starting him as anything but a flex. On Sleeper, I'm looking at 66% started. That's about what it should be, you know. He, he's given us a lot of concern. His quarterback is very concerning. Uh, the hope for Brandon Cooks is that the Chargers put up a ton of points and they just have to keep throwing his way. But I don't know. I don't have a ton of confidence in Davis Mills to to get him the ball. Mike Williams is going to bounce back. Okay, big 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 rebound week coming for Mike Williams. On Sleeper, he started in 88% of leagues. That should be 100%. Mike Williams is a, a start of the week, profit-proof, everything. Going against Houston, he's going to score a touchdown, probably go for over 100 yards. Love Mike Williams this week. Keenan Allen, once again, questionable. This is a very juicy matchup if he's played, but he's 30 years old. He's tweaked the hamstring in season opener. I don't know if I have the confidence in his health to start him, even if he's healthy, because the hamstring, especially at age 30, that's the type of injury that you can be cleared, you can be playing well, the step wrong and suddenly you're pulled in the third you know, minute of the game and you're out. 
rest of the game. So I'm not starting Keenan Allen, I don't think. I don't think I have enough confidence in his hamstring. Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, next game, not starting either. Derrick Henry, starting, must start. He should be fine. Jonathan Taylor, who has struggled, I mean, he's a must start. What can you do? Uh, he, he, he missed a practice, but I'm not concerned that Jonathan Taylor will miss when asked, a beat reporter said, it is more likely that Jonathan Taylor would kick a puppy than miss the game. Which is just a bizarre thing to say. Um, more bizarre even than than uh, saying I'm 100% optimistic I'll play. That's a bizarre statement, but Jonathan Taylor should be fine. Watch for him to rebound in what could be a, a great duel of the running backs. Michael Pittman must start, as always, 72 yards in Week 3. He's the clear wide receiver one in this offense. I think he'll have a great game against the Tennessee Titans. The wide receivers for the Titans are rough. Robert Woods hasn't been startable. Traylon Burks hasn't been startable yet. Get Traylon Burks the ball, Vrabel. Get him the ball. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, Two targets. Just throw him the ball. He's the best wide receiver on the team. Throw him the ball. Obviously, you can't start him, but Traylon Burks is started or, or rostered in 71% of leagues on Sleeper. He's someone that I'm trying to acquire in a trade. Like, if you're doing a package deal, have them throw in Traylon Burks is just a little, like, in negotiations called a nibble. You know, if you're you're buying a car, you're like, oh, and it, and you, you you tint the windows, right? That comes with it, and the, they just, oh, yeah, 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 of course we do. Do that with Traylon Burks. You, you worked out a trade and be like, oh, and you're, of course, trading me, giving me Traylon Burks as well, and they'll they'll probably just go, yeah, 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 I guess so. Do that with Traylon Burks. Get him because the upside, if he breaks out, if they throw him the ball, the upside is crazy. He's a, such a, a, a talented player. And his playoff schedule, <laughs> Jacksonville Chargers, Houston, Dallas. Just get him the ball. But yeah, go try to acquire Traylon Burks. All right, Chicago Giants. Are we starting any of the quarterbacks? No. Are we starting Saquon Barkley? Yes, of course. He should should be great. Saquon Barkley was one of my favorite running backs before the season started. He has produced excellently. So yeah, obvious start. David Montgomery sits out Thursday, which is never a good sign. Uh, I don't expect David Montgomery to play, which means that Khalil Herbert is a great start. Khalil Herbert, every time we have seen him play, he has been fantastic. 157 yards and two touchdowns last game. I'm not expecting 30 points again, but I think he can easily get 15, 16, 17 points against the Giants. Uh, he's really the lone bright spot on this team. On Sleeper, he started in only 33% of leagues. Obviously, that number is going to go up when Montgomery is listed as out. But Khalil Herbert is someone that I am just putting in my RB2 spot or flex spot right now, saying full confidence in you. Wide receivers for this game, Chicago versus Giants, there isn't a wide receiver that <laughs> I'm starting. Um this is mind-blowing, how bad the wide receivers in this game are. 
Darnell Mooney on Sleeper has started in 17% of the leagues, which is not many. And that is the highest percentage start-wise for any wide receiver in this game. This is a brutal... (laughs) I hope this is not on my television. (laughs) Jacksonville, Philadelphia. This game should be really, really interesting. Because Jacksonville right now, 2-1, they've looked very good. Trevor Lawrence has looked very good. This is that first kind of real test. If they can compete competitively with Philadelphia or even win, then we go, okay, Jacksonville, Doug Peterson, they are legit for real. And then they get Houston and Indian, Giants, Denver, Vegas. They've got an easy schedule. This is exciting. Go get Trevor Lawrence. Go start Trevor Lawrence, I think. I think Trevor Lawrence is startable. I'd start Trevor Lawrence over Kirk Cousins this week. I'd start him over Carson Wentz. On Sleeper, he started in 28% leagues. He's my favorite streaming quarterback this week. I think that he's for real. And that is crazy because if he puts up a good game week four, then oh my goodness, what is the upside in these easy matchups coming up? It's high. It is very high. Jalen Hurts, obviously a must-start quarterback three overall. Should be great. I'm excited for this game. This is the game of the week, in my opinion. The running backs, very interesting. James Robinson should be a must-start. He's an RB1. He's the RB4 on the season. Started in 69% leagues on Sleeper. Come on. Come on. He's, He's proven himself. Go start him. Unless something happens with the Achilles, James Robinson is a must-start every single week. Travis Etienne... 75 total yards in week three. (sighs) People are going to hate me for this, but I'm looking at it on Sleeper. He started in 41% of the leagues. I want him started more this week. I think this is a big week for ETN. I have been saying, don't start him, don't start him, don't start him yet. This is the week I'm starting him. This is the prove it week for Travis ETN. This is a type of game where the game script could become negative For the Jaguars, they're trailing, and we could see him finally utilized as a pass catcher. But then what's also exciting is if they are playing competitively, is ETN going to be getting the ball? And if he is, it means he's producing. So I like Travis ETN as a flex. Not an RB2, not an RB1, of course. But as a flex, this is the first week since week one where I am starting Travis ETN in my own leagues. I think he's going to have a good week. Miles Sanders, on the other side of things, is another guy that I'm starting. He's an RB2, two kind of bad weeks, but he's he's been pretty efficient. He's definitely the RB1, and I think he'll get things together this week. Gainwell, not startable, but uh, Miles Sanders, I think, bounces back. Then the wide receivers in this game I love. I, I am starting Christian Kirk. He is a must-start. I'm starting A.J. Brown. He is also a must-start. Devontae Smith... A lot of people said, oh, sell high on Devontae. No, don't sell high. Start him. Start Devontae Smith. He, he was one of the best wide receiver prospects uh, in the past several years. He was drafted to be a wide receiver one, and now he's a wide receiver two, which is just great for him fantasy-wise. Fantasy people, sometimes it's okay to have players who are playing well on your fantasy team. You don't always have to sell high. You realize that? Like You, you understand that kind of helps sometimes to have good players instead of just trading them for people who are playing poorly. Just a thought. Food for thought. Devontae Smith, I'm starting again. 
not expecting 30 points, but I think he has solidified himself as a startable option in this offense. Dallas Goddard must start. Great tight end, tight end six. And then Evan Ingram, I actually kind of, he's risky, I get it, but I think he could find the end zone this week. I, I have a feeling he'll find the end zone for the first time this season. And if you do that as a tight end, you have a good week. Are there, are there yeah, I was thinking, gosh, I must be going really slow because we're not even to the four o'clock games. There are only three four o'clock games this week. Bizarre scheduling. Bad scheduling, in my opinion. Um, I don't like the nine o'clock game. <laughs> Zach Wilson versus Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I can't believe that there there is a segment of the population that doesn't have cable, doesn't have red zone. They don't know how to illegally stream, right? There's a segment of the population that that's the game they get. <laughs> and we need to keep them in our, in our, in our thoughts, okay, guys? <laughs> there are people who have to watch that game. The running backs are interesting. Najee Harris, it's kind of like Rashad Penny. This is a prove-it game. It's against the Jets. If Najee Harris doesn't have a good game this week, then we just say, okay, he's an RB2 this season. If Najee Harris can't do it this week, when's he going to do it? Three straight bad weeks, three straight weeks under four yards of carry. If he can't do it in week four, readjust the expectations, he's a bust. That's how I feel about Najee Harris. Brees Hall is really, really, really interesting because he's the RB18 right now in PPR leagues. He's coming off a game with 11 targets, nine targets week one. And now the quarterback change happens. Is he going to see those targets? Is he going to keep seeing the target? I don't know. We don't know. That's why Brees Hall is someone that I'm trying to trade for everywhere. Because the uncertainty for Brees Hall is extraordinary. On Sleeper, he's only started in 61% of leagues. No one has any clue what to do with him. And if he doesn't see the targets and, and kind of busts, you aren't giving that much up for him. It's not a great cost. But if Zach Wilson continues to pepper him with targets, you're getting Brees Hall at a massive discount for what he will do rest of season. So Brees Hall is someone, it's kind of funny, on sleeper, 95% rostered, only 61% started. People don't know what to do with him. I'm trying to trade for him right now. I'm trying to trade for him. The wide receivers, I don't think I can start any of these wide receivers. Look, there will be points scored. Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, obviously very talented. With Zach Wilson coming back, we don't know what's going to happen. And I think in most leagues I'm in, I have better options or options I'm more confident in. On the Steelers side of the ball, Deontay Johnson is the only wide receiver that I want to start. As talented as Pickens is, as insane that catch was, as many targets as he had, I don't think he's startable. But what's kind of crazy, George Pickens is only rostered in 58% leagues on Sleeper. I think that should be higher. Go check if he's available. He hasn't had a good fantasy game yet, but everything kind of behind the scenes for George Pickens very positive. So go try to see if he's available. Someone might have dropped him. You never know. You never know. Arizona, Carolina. Two disappointing quarterbacks. Two teams that should be like fantasy gold mines. You know, you got Christian McCaffrey, 
DJ Moore, James Conner, Kyler Murray. You know, this should be a fantasy feast. But it's not. It's like a Thanksgiving feast, but they overcooked the turkey. Someone forgot to bring the the uh, filling. Is that what it's called? Filling? Yeah. Out-of-season Thanksgiving stuff sounds weird. Cranberry relish. Okay, when you're not on Thanksgiving, that food sounds bizarre. But that's what this is. This should be a great grand feast. Everyone forgot to bring stuff, and the only person who brought stuff was Cliff Kingsbury, and he overcooked the turkey. Kyler Murray... I'm starting. I'm starting Kyler Murray. The upside is there. I just want him to run the ball. Come on. Two carries? Did you forget that you, you, you're you really fast and great at running the football? What what happened? How did Kyler Murray go from what should have been one of the best dual threat quarterbacks to now two carries a game? What what happened? I don't, I don't get that. Baker Mayfield on the other side. Ugh, not starting anywhere. James Conner is someone that I think should be started everywhere and I think is someone that you should be trying to trade for. Uh, So far, people are disappointed. He's been banged up. But he's been been very involved continuously. Six targets, four targets, five targets. I think that he gets a lot better as the season continues and this offense might figure things out. So James Conner is someone that I'm trying to trade for. Christian McCaffrey... Listed is questionable. If he plays, you got to play him. But this is kind of the same as some of these other players, Najee Harris or Shaw Penny. If he doesn't do it this week, when's it going to happen? We're, we're four weeks in, hasn't had a good game. You, you, you kind of have to readjust and say Christian McCaffrey is no longer this explosive play in fantasy. He's just not seeing the volume through as a pass catcher that he needs. He's been great on the ground. He's been great on the ground. But Baker just isn't throwing them the ball. DJ Moore, two points last week. One reception for two yards. <laughs> I love this on sleepers. Is 94% rostered, 54% started. I love that feature on sleeper because it just shows the uncertainty. It just It just shows that your feelings of... What the heck do I do with DJ Moore are reflected by everyone else. You have to own him. You have to have him on your team. And then you go, wait, do I start it? I got no clue. He's extraordinarily talented. He got a quarterback upgrade. He's the wide receiver one on a team that's usually trailing. So I start him, right? And then he has a a yard. So (laughs) DJ Moore, I I don't feel qualified to tell anyone to start DJ Moore. I, I don't think I can deal with the repercussions given how low the floor is. But I think that this is a good week for him to bounce back. On the other side of the ball, I'm much more confident in the wide receivers. Marquise Hollywood-Brown, fantastic, fantastic game. Uh, 140 yards on 14 receptions, which is crazy inefficient. Uh, crazy inefficient for for him being like a the deep target guy. But against Carolina, Marquise Hollywood-Brown is a must-start. Daily reminder, I'm giving these away, the Marquise Holly Brown rookie cards, along with the DeAndre Swift mini helmet autographed. And to, to be entered to win that, all you got to do is download prize picks using code PROFIT, make your deposit, and you're automatically entered to win that and any other future giveaways I do. But I think this is the best giveaway I've done. But Marquise Holly Brown, questionable with a foot injury, 
not really worried about it unless there's there's more bad news tomorrow. But I think he, as of right now, he's a must start. Greg Dorch, though, he is one of my stars of the week. Greg Dorch's. Greg Dorch on Sleeper is rostered in 47% of leagues, started in 19% of leagues. That needs to be higher. That needs to go up. He's the wide receiver, too, on this team. Like I said, Marquis Holly Brown is banged up. With Marquis Holly Brown in, Dorch has been good. But if Holly Brown is limited at all, Dorch will become the wide receiver one against a struggling Panthers team. And I think that Dorch could have a fantastic week four. I really do. Even Rondell Moore, they're saying, could be back. But it's another hamstring injury, which is the type of injury that I, I don't like in fantasy because that's the type of injury that you can be fine all week. You get thrown in the game, and then you tweak it, and you're out again. So Dorch is someone that I am starting as a flex, especially in a deeper league, but he's someone that definitely needs to be rostered. The fact that he's available in the majority of leagues on Sleeper is crazy. Go pick him up. I think Greg Dorch is could be for real. It could be for real. All right. New England, Green Bay, Brian Hoyer is starting as Mac Jones is questionable. At least that's the most recent news um, I have. I, 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 There's still a chance Mac Jones play. I would be very shocked. Either way it goes, I'm not starting a single pass catcher. And the only player on this team that I'm interested in remotely is Ramondre Stevenson. But against the Packers, I, I, I really don't like Ramondre Stevenson, especially with either banged up Mac Jones or in or, or Brian Hoyer. So I don't think I'm starting anyone on New England. Aaron Rodgers, does he bounce back? Probably not. I, I, I'm not interested in starting Aaron Rodgers yet. Aaron Jones, does he bounce back? Most likely, yes. A.J. Dillon, does he bounce back? Most likely, yes. But I'm not starting A.J. Dillon. I'm starting Aaron Jones because he's shown how high the ceiling is, whereas Aaron A.J. Dillon... Even if he bounces back, the floor is low enough and the ceiling isn't high enough for me to to take that risk. The risk-reward isn't quite there yet for A.J. Dillon. Now, the wide receivers for the Packers, this is, what do you do here? What do you do here? Is it Romeo Dobbs? Is it Alan Lazard? Which one is it? Both are only started in a fraction of leagues. Alan Lazard on sleepers started in 31% of leagues, and Romeo Dobbs is only started in 27% of leagues. If I have either one, I'm starting them because one of these guys is going to be the Green Bay Packers wide receiver one. And we're going to find out sooner than later who it's going to be. And if it's your guy, they're going to be great. They're going to be great in fantasy. And it's worth that risk for me. It's worth that risk starting them as a flex to potentially have the Green Bay Packers wide receiver one. The upside when Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback is phenomenal. We saw Romeo Dobbs very talented. Lazard getting healthier and healthier and healthier. Still limited Thursday, but he's he's getting there. I think I like both of these guys this week as flexes. I really do. It's worth that risk because the reward is so high. Moving on to Denver, Vegas. Russell Wilson, this is it. This is your last chance. This is your last chance. If you don't perform this week, when are you going to perform? If you can't do it this week, I, I I don't think I can even roster you anymore. I mean, you've been bad, bad. 17 points, 11 points, 9 points. That's horrendous. The quarterback, 24. 
Started in 66% of leagues still. But Russell Wilson, if you can't perform this week, you got to cut ties, essentially. I mean, they're, they're better options on the waivers, probably. Now, I will say I have confidence that this offense gets better because the talent is there. I think it's just a slow start with new coach, new players. But like I said, if if he doesn't perform, I don't think you can continue starting him. Derek Carr is another that I, I'm not starting this week. Denver's defense has been fantastic. So neither quarterbacks am I particularly interested in. Now, Javante Williams is splitting touches with Melvin Gordon still. Melvin Gordon fumbled the ball two times last week and then was rewarded with the goal line touch even though he was averaging two yards a carry. I don't get it. I I don't get it. (laughs) I I genuinely don't understand it. But Javante Williams, based on where you drafted him, you have to start him. But Javante Williams is another player who's drafted high enough, but there are genuine concerns that if he does not perform well this week, you readjust the expectations and you start to say he's no longer a wide receiver, a running back one on my team if he can't put up more than 10 points. It's 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 sad, but that's how it is, I think. On the other side, Josh Jacobs. Ugh. I'm not starting Josh Jacobs. Hasn't done enough yet this season for me to be confident against a very good defense. I mean, he's been efficient, but I, I don't I don't think he's a good start. Now, Devontae Adams is a player that I think will have a good game. I think that this offense is going to realize if they want to win football games, they have to lean on Devontae Adams, not just you know have him involved, but he has to see 10 receptions a game. If you give him that, he'll produce. I think this is the game Derek Carr might figure that out and hyper-target him, and Devontae Adams is a start of the week. I think he bounces back big time. Cortland Sutton is also another player that I I love this week just because of how good he's been in fantasy football without a single touchdown. Cortland Sutton is by far the wide receiver one on this team. Jerry Judy has had one good play this season, and that's it. One good play. So Jerry Judy, honestly, I'm not starting. Cortland Sutton, though, is a must start. And then Darren Waller has been disappointing, but obviously where you drafted him, you have to start him. Sunday night football, we got Mahomes versus Brady. Mahomes is a must start, and this is a good game for him to get back on track. And Brady is not someone I'm interested in starting. But players that I am actually very interested in starting would be Leonard Fournette. I think he'll have a great game against Kansas City. Leonard Fournette is a start of the week. Mike Evans is back. I think he should be a must start. Obviously, he'll be great. And Chris Godwin, game time decision. If he does not play, then... Russell Gage is a great start, although he is also questionable. So that's just kind of an injury-based thing. And then Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, stuck in a committee backfield. It, it's been gross. I mean, he averaged no yards a carry last week. He found the end zone. He's someone that I, I think you should be selling high. But if you don't, if you, if you still have him, I guess he's a must-start because he's the running back five. How are you going to bench that? But sell high on Clyde, I think. I don't have a lot of confidence in him. Juju Smith-Schuster is not someone I'm starting. None of these wide receivers I'm starting. Kelsey is the only player that I'm like actually into starting on this side of the ball. This game last year would have been 
a very, very high-scoring game. But both teams have struggled a lot. We'll see if Evans can get this offense back on track. But Fournette is the guy that I'm most excited about in this game. And then we get Rams-San Francisco. Two struggling quarterbacks. again. Man, the quarterbacks are struggling. The quarterbacks are struggling big time this season. So are running backs. Every, everyone's struggling. Gosh. But but yeah, the, the, the quarterbacks have been rough. Cam Akers. Do you start him? No. You can't start him. He's going fourth. Best run defense. He's had one decent game since rupturing the Achilles. You can't start Cam Akers yet. Jeff Wilson. Do you start him? No. Facing a great run defense. Not enough involvement to have like great fantasy. Be a good fantasy option. Cooper Cup. Must start, but tempering the expectations against, well, he's been great against the 49ers, but the the concern here is Stafford's injury. I feel like Stafford isn't quite 100%, so that's the concern, but Cooper Cup is good enough that if Stafford can't get him the ball through the air, we saw last week, they'll run him, so Cooper Cup is a must start, as always. And then Robinson, uh, not super high on him this week. He's had one good week. Like I said, I don't think Stafford is fully himself right now, so not really in on that either. Debo Samuel should be good, though. He's really the only wide receiver besides Cup that I am actually happy about starting in this game. And then Kittle, obviously, must start. But now I want to give you some of my... Oop, we got breaking news. We got breaking news, everyone. David Montgomery has been ruled out officially. So that means that uh, that uh, Killiel Herbert is a must-start. And then we got another breaking news. Greg Dorch has been officially listed as healthy. So that's that's great. We are uh, all in on them now. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. I hope that uh, it was able to help you just kind of walk through some of these these fantasy games and figure out who to start and sit. Uh, as always, if you've got questions, feel free to drop them in comments wherever you watch, and I will try to get to them. Uh, thank you very much, and I will see you all next time.